Hi, I'm Timmy. And I'm Mary Jane. He's the newbie. She's the doobie. And this is the show where we'd we tote cannabis. Talk. From both sides. Is that even possible? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are solely their own and not intended to apply to another's personal situation. You should always consult with a qualified, licensed physician or other healthcare provider. By watching or listening to this podcast, you acknowledge you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your country or region. This podcast is for adults only, should not be used as a meal replacement, and may contain nuts. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Newbie and the Doobie. My name's Timmy. I'm the Newbie. Still got to get my name tag on. <laughs> You'd think we'd never done this before. This is like episode 11 and I still don't have my name tag ready. Are we on 11 already? Right? That's awesome. 11 episodes. Who knew? Well, welcome. I'm the Doobie. There we go. She's already got her name tag on. Yes. I am prepared. I was a, a Girl Scout and that was the, you know, <laughs> be prepared. Um, I feel that the best way to be prepared is uh, by going right to the last minute and then jamming everything I need to know for an episode in that final minute. That's No, see, that's how I get gray hair. I don't do that. <laughs> that's why you've got the red hair. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. It has been a it has been a fantastic uh, ten weeks. Um, we've had some amazing guests. We've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Um, possibly you've learned a lot too. I mean, this whole show is about learning. Really, it's about bringing two cultures. Uh, me being a non-consumer and you being a consumer and bringing those two things together. So hopefully you've learned as much as I have um, as we've talked about cannabis from both sides. Absolutely. I learned a lot about flags and uh, <laughs> pop culture. There was a lot of movies that, and TV shows that I learned that I had no yeah. idea about. As much as uh, MJ likes to bring cannabis into the conversation a lot, I, I tend to lean pop culture. Um, so I don't honestly think you could have one without the other. <laughs> I think it was like pop culture was created from a lot of cannabis consumption. Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you. In fact, you you have sat me down to watch um, a lot of uh, a lot of movies. Oh that... my goodness, I could not believe you had not seen <laughs> Dude, Where's My Car? We just recently watched Dude, Where's My Car? Now I'm going to be doing a cinema review on Dude, Where's My Car? Not on this episode, but in a future episode. That that was <laughs> uh, that was a trip. Yes, um, he, he... I, I said you don't know what the continuum <laughs> transfunctioner is, and he was like. No, I do not. I do not. <laughs> well, there is a reason why we are uh, sitting here today um, decked out in red and white. We always have our, our flag here on the side. Yes. But, for those uh, that are not Canadian or mm -hmm. who live under a rock, this is the colors <laughs> of Canada, red and white. I have never understood the living under a rock concept because if you're under a rock, I guess you're not living. Dead. Pro pro <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Even if it's a light rock, like if you're, if you're like, cause you have to be so Unless you're thin. the rock, I could live under the rock. <laughs> nice. Yes. Okay. All right. We want to do wrestling? Want to do wrestling? Cause I can do wrestling oh, all John day. Oh, John Cena all day. No. Yeah. Steve Austin, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, The Rock. Number one, two, three. Then we throw in the Heartbreak Kid. This is a whole different thing for another day. We'll, to... we'll do a top five another day. <laughs> yeah, see, some things are just triggers for me, though. Like, you pick... That's you just, true. All you got to do is say... It's my fault. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our problems, is that we know each other too well. Yes. Um, but we are wearing red and white for those who, uh, who aren't from Canada. Um, Canada Day is going to be coming up two days after this episode airs. Yes, July 1st. July 1st. And for the record, let us just... Let us just say this. Um, there is a lot of people that are riding this very fine line of people not for Canada Day and, and people who are against Canada Day. It is something though, but on this show, um, we prefer to try to stay positive, And so we're actually not going to go down. Well, if, okay, so you said we weren't going to talk about it and no. then you bring it up. So I just, I'm going to say this one thing and then okay. we'll move on. Um, I believe there is something to being Canadian. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as a Canadian, we need to look at everything that's happened, not just in the past year, but mm -hmm. in the past, you know, in our history. And 
Let's try and right those wrongs. And that, to me, is the Canadian thing to do. So however you choose to celebrate Canada Day this year, Mm -hmm. let's hope that you look at the positives. Because I personally, I love Canada Day. I call it Cannabis Day. Oh, Cannabis Day. Okay, this is why I have a little oh, cannabis, oh, cannabis flag right here on my on my thing. And um, I just, see, I'm like shaking. I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I didn't want to get in. It's, it's, it's a very touchy thing. It and is. as much as we are hurting right now, I think we need to do the Canadian thing and stay positive and make change mm-hmm. and move forward so that way we actually can celebrate the way we used to with big barbecues and... You know, huge celebrations and fireworks. Like I'm, I'm celebrating this year that Ontario has finally decided to allow stage two on right. June thirtieth. So effective July first, you can go hang out with twenty four other people outside. And I don't even know twenty four other people. So like pretty much everybody I know is welcome to come to my backyard right? barbecue. But I, so no, I that's think, that's all I'm going to say about that. No, and and absolutely. And here here's the thing. I I think um, that's we we need to look at the past, not erase the past, not not um, trivialize the past. But we are in the present, and it's always about going. Let's learn from past. Let's move forward, and let's make the future better than the past. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's all we can ask for as human beings and as organizations, as countries, is that we are always constantly going. How do we improve? And one of the reasons why we do this show is because of of wanting to do that, wanting to have a, a better conversation, wanting to have a conversation, wanting to bring a couple worlds together that that has misunderstood, you know? Yeah, we want to talk about serious topics, but do it in a manner that's fun. Yeah. So that being said. We want to, we want to learn. We want to both learn. We do. And that's what I think we need to do across the board is just be in a, a desire to learn. Agreed. Um, so let's do that. And I, I, it would be painful for me not to mention this particular thing. Okay. Uh, as a as a Canadian, as a hockey fan, um, my Toronto Maple Leafs were eliminated um, quite a while ago from the playoffs um, by the Montreal Canadiens, <laughs> who at the time of this taping, um, they are um, going to be playing in the Stanley Cup finals, okay. which breaks my heart um, as a Toronto fan. Okay. Um, they are going to be facing the Tampa Bay Lightning, and by the time this airs, Game one will have already taken place. Okay. And I would like to say right now that Tampa Bay completely and utterly demolished the Canadians last I hope, night. I hope not. Like, you're going to no. choose an American team over a Canadian team? Well, Just no, well, because it wasn't okay, Toronto? That's, that's a debate right there because I, okay, okay, I, I, don't, even th- I don't think I don't we even should think, get into that. Is Montreal even in Canada? I, th- is, like, I think ca- Canadian teams were all eliminated long, long ago. Okay, so um, on today's show... It's just controversy, <laughs> controversy. I can't believe you said that. Out of all the things you could have said people wrong. Have said, people have said to me, hey, let's all, let's all come together. I know, you know, Toronto is gone and Vancouver is gone and Ottawa is gone. But let's come together as Canadians and celebrate. The, no. There's a Canadian no. team there. You I mean, should celebrate. I don't, I, don't buy, I don't buy it. I'm pretty sure Quebec left Canada years ago, didn't they? In the 80s, they said all they wanted to All of a sudden, we're going to start getting a bunch of hate mail from... <laughs> from, from who? Do people even get from mail who? anymore? The, who's going to hate on us? The Quebecers? They're not listening to <laughs> this <Quebecers>. show. <laughs> we. The Quebecers were wrestlers too, I believe. I don't even know how to say I'm sorry in French. I want to say I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, here, let me, as we're going down this thing, though, we, um, we, we do have, um, uh, we have a guest coming in today. Yeah, we have an awesome guest. I'm super pumped. Yeah. So um, before we, before we bring him in, though, we, I want to do a high five list today. Okay. Um, And with everything going on, I want to talk about five amazing facts about Canada. Oh, okay. Five amazing facts. Let's 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 just hold the negative down for a minute here and go five amazing facts about Canada. Are you ready for this? Timmy's yes. high five list? Yes. Timmy's high five fi- high five list. High five. High five. All right. Number five. We are bilingual, which means that we have two linguals. Okay. Okay. We are I... required Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, right? We are required by law to learn French. 
Long time ago, I had to learn it. It is a good thing we're not required by law to retain it, or else like 90% of our nation would be behind bars and 10% would be on the run. This like is it's, true. Right, that, like retaining it is a whole different issue. Yeah. Um, billions of dollars were put into effect so that we could have Canadian and French signs in Canada. Mm-hmm. And yet only like a million people outside of Quebec actually speak French. Do you know that, that, is that Cantonese of, and Mandarin? Is it all of Canada that has to have French? I thought it was just Ontario and Eastward. I don't know. All I know is that is that outside of Quebec, only a million people speak French on some level. Okay. I know it's a very small percentage. Honestly, I've had That's this like debate 3%. with people. Like, why do, are they still mandatory French classes sure. when a small percentage of our population speaks French? Why don't we teach like native language? There are just as many people speaking Cantonese and Mandarin. There's probably, um, if you looked up the number one language in Canada, be like the second language, it wouldn't be... Like, what would it be? <clears throat> Cantonese and Mandarin. Oh, is it? And then French? I don't know. Oh. I haven't done that much research. Oh, I put okay, this thing together okay. right before the show, folks. <laughs> so, but we're bilingual. Okay. Well, some people might not even know that. There's a lot of people who don't know things about other countries. So if you're not from Canada, that's an interesting fact. Number two, we are the second largest country in landmass in the world. Did you know that? I did know that. I know we also have the most land per person ratio. Yes. So we have in the world. very few people but a large piece of land. Yes. Now, here's the thing, though. Um, when I remember looking back on the ca- on the maps that I used to color in in school, yes. Okay, Canada is about two fingers long. Like, that's how big Canada is. Like, okay. Just put that in perspective. Two fingers. Now, my buddy in, back in school, though, Stephen, had a little little stubby fingers, so it was kind of three <laughs> fingers for Stephen. But anyways, you, get a, I feel you, bad for you just get a good sense of yes. how big Canada yes. is. That pretty much is how big Canada is. So that's number three on the on Timmy's high five list for amazing, amazing facts about Canada. Amazing. I like your right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We use age. we use cash mostly. Now we were actually one of the one of the we were ahead of the states in terms of using debit and stuff. Okay. But we have cash. Do they for, even have debit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Okay. Yeah. They uh, they actually um, women can vote there now. It's I pretty, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay, it's, just stop. I think maybe uh, they don't have the tap. Maybe that's what they don't have. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, don't, I know more about us than them. That's not true. So it's here's the thing. you're both. Here's, here's what most people don't know about Canada <laughs> is that although we have the loony, which was named after a loon, which is a very popular <laughs> animal here in Canada. I think I know where you're going with right, this. We, we actually now, we, we still know that a loony is worth one loon. So when we have to, we can go into the barter system because we've built the barter system kind of into our thing. So one loony equals a loon. So if you only had a loon, you could buy a dollar worth of thing, which is about 30 cents in the United States. But if you had two loons. Well, here's, here's, let me break this down for people that don't know. True facts. If you have two loons, you can buy one elk. If you have an elk and a beaver, you can buy a bison. If you have a bison and a bobcat, you can get two mooses and two tickets to see Celine Dion. And if you have two mooses, you can get one Sasquatch. That's exactly how the Canadian money system works. So how do we get the maple syrup? That's a oh, lot of money. Uh, that That is underground world stuff right there. That's <laughs> oh, no. a whole other thing we just learned about. The maple syrup industry, uh. mm, running by the cartel. Long <laughs> story there. We just learned that information out by someone in the know. Number two on our list of Timmy's high five amazing facts about Canada, we also have the football. Some Americans don't know that we have our own football. They have the NFL. We have the CFL. The fact the only differences between these two leagues is the fact that ours has a C before it and theirs have an N. That's pretty much the only difference. Hmm. Well, and we, we play in we play in Canadian cities. But other than that, they're, they're pretty much so the same. So why are they called the UHL? Why? Oh, because of the United... What, yeah, what's the, the United... H for? It's football. What There's is no the H, H in, for? There's no H in football. How do you spell football? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, there are a lot of differences. Here's the thing. You want to know it? We have, a, we have a bigger ball. We have a wider field. We have bigger end zones. We have smaller, quicker players. Like, like That's we have... a lot of differences. Yeah. You said it was just a letter. Yeah, I know. And we pay our players in elk. Like it's, it's, a, it's, a, whole, it's a whole different ball game. Which we learned is less than bison. Right, right? Okay. See, you're picking this thing up. <laughs> but I, I don't, please, please, let's not forget the good pun that I just did. That's a different ball game. I want to make sure that's noticed because oh, we're also very good at puns in Canada. That that's ball just flew right over my head. And our number one. Amazing fact about Canada. 
We fear no one. Let me, let me just explain this. We sent a message years ago down to the States. We marched down there en masse and we burned their White House to the ground. I just learned it's in the about history, that too. Right? It's in the history. Look it up, I Americans. didn't believe it. We went down there and said, we're not taking this anymore. We burnt it to the ground. That's why it's white now. They had to paint it white. Okay. <laughs> now, no one bothers us. There isn't anybody in this world that wants a piece of Canada. That's and why, they think we're friendly. Well, that's why we're so chill. Because we have nothing to fear. We sit back. We drink our beer. We watch our hockey. Because who's going to want to mess with us? Because they know if they mess with Canada, we're going to get ourselves up out of our comfy chairs. We're going to walk down to your country and burn boys. your White Houses down. <laughs> I don't even know if they have White Houses. But that that's the message we sent. It doesn't matter, I guess, the color of the house hey, we're coming. <laughs> the reality is, is that if, if people want to attack Canada, the reason why we don't ever, they say, what if America attacks you? Number one, um, we don't even need a military. That's how much we don't we don't care. I thought, like, didn't we give it to them? So, like, they wouldn't attack us because it's our people. Well, we have our stuff. we have three we have three submarines, three military submarines. Two of them are in the West Edmonton Mall. So it's going to take some work to get those out. <laughs> if the war true? if the war happens, oh we're going to have to go into the mall, stop the roller coasters, get we'll just, get, we'll just get burn, some people, burn the mall down too. We're going to burn that. Well, no, that's ours. We're not going to do that. <laughs> but here's the thing: if we attack the states, if we wanted to. If we want to go down there and attack the states, we could hit any a major city within, you know, any, you know, like major cities all over the place. If, which, however, which we wouldn't do. We, would, we wouldn't do, just <laughs> hypothetically. But if they wanted to attack us, we don't fear it because if they come up here en masse. It's too cold up here. If they miss one of our major cities by just this much, they're up at the tree line. Like they, like there's nothing in between, right? That's true. So you better be, you better be pinpoint accurate if that's you're going to be uh, coming, right? But that's and then the thing. We're all in like clusters. There's like Toronto, right. Ottawa, so, BC. There's nothing like in between. I know. I know. So yeah. there's some amazing facts about Canada that a lot of you probably didn't know. I hope you learned some of those true or untrue <laughs> facts about Canada. Untrue, true. It's a, Timmy it's a very just did gray his area. research before the show, so <laughs> it's a, it's you know. some stuff I just came up with. Yes, yes. If you're relying on this show to teach you truth, I think you said on a previous show. You know, this is what we like to do. We like to like have a little bit of fun and spout off some facts that may or may, <laughs> may, not, or may not be, be true. true. <laughs> <laughs> but these these actually are true. What I'm yes. What, what you I'm usually say. say is true. Yes. I'm full of lies. Yes. I make a living. Off I of lying. I spent a lot of time on my cards. So all right. Yes. So let's do word of the week. Okay. And then bring in our guest. All right. So the word of the week is um, flower, not um flour, flower. It's just flower. <laughs> um flower. Yes. Um, also known as buds or nugs. It's the sticky resinous like part of the plant. Um, it's the most familiar form of cannabis that most people think of when they think of weed. It's the buds that they okay. break up and smoke or bake or, you know, it's basically the beginning. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, there's 99% of the trichomes found in the buds. Okay. That's why they're so sticky. Um, the trichomes are there to like protect the plant as it grows. So that's the stuff when I when I when I pick this up and I'm like like it makes my my fingers exactly like, it's so the worst like feeling in the world. If a bug were to land on that plant, yeah. Um, it's the plant's way of protecting the flower. And the flower is the purpose of the flower is to um, pollinate okay. like germinate and mm -hmm. then like you know seeds and and then like reproduce. But if there's no male pollen you just get these really nice buds that don't have any seeds in it. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, basically, yeah, if you're going to do butter, oil, distillate, um, any sort of concentrate or extract, uh, you start with the flour. So that's where it all begins. That's where it begins. Flour power. Yes. Flour power. Excellent. Thank you. you know what? See, that's the thing. This is what I'm learning on the show. You would think that word of the week... And using the word flower be something like, well, flower, everyone knows what flower is, but I just learned something today. Well, you would be really surprised because uh, flower is not a generally known term, even within the cannabis community. Like, like, okay, the community, yes, but for like my dad, if I were to say to him, he's been smoking his whole life, be like, dad, you know, did you grab any flower this week? He'd kind of be he like, what are you talking about? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it, it's buds. It's the nugs. It's the, the sticky icky. But it's also called the flower. Ooh, we. Yeah. I think it Sorry. sounds so, it sounds so nice. There. The flower. The flower. It, it is. It is prettier. But when um, 
the Ontario Cannabis Store talks about the different types of cannabis products like topicals, edibles, um, flower mm -hmm. is what they refer to as the dried um, bud material. And it can be in um, bud form or it can be milled, like busted up cool. that they sell it. Yeah. All right. The more you know. The more you know. The word of the week, folks. All right. So, shall we get ready to bring in our guest? Yes, I don't want to take any more time because I'm super excited. Um, our next guest is well-known within the cannabis community. Uh, the first time I met this person was at Kelly's Green Lounge at some event because she Kelly. has like so many awesome events. And uh, they were there with uh, some food. And I love food, good food. And I instantly fell in love with their their stuff and their personality. And um, if you don't know this person yet, I'm being very secretive, I know, right? If you don't know this person yet, <laughs> you see, and I am so happy. You're like lots of them. I am so happy to introduce um, the stoner chef, Danny Raposo. And here he is, Danny Raposo. Welcome to the Newbie and the Doobie. Hey, Danny. How are you doing, guys? I, I love this show right off the hop. I've been watching from the beginning, so I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty stoked to be on here. Thank you so much. But can I touch off on what you guys were talking about two minutes ago? Absolutely. Yeah. Where it really where it really starts? Um, you said you said that you know all the gooey, icky buds and stuff like that. That's where your medicine comes from really it doesn't start from the bud for your concentrates and stuff like that where it does start from is seed right so once you take that seed and germinate it it has roots so it goes from a seed to a root so really the root of the plant is the brains that produces the beautiful buds hmm. and sticky trichomes and cannabinoids and all the goodness that we need to extract from this plant to heal people right so it really starts from a seed that's why uh most of my stuff is seed to plate right because i know i'm digging mm -hmm. it from a seed and i'm bringing it to the plate right so hi i'm danny by the way guys <laughs> <laughs> see i absolutely love that you touched on that because as we said that i'm like you know it does go deeper and it's so true. I love that you do seed to plate because you touch on all aspects of the plant and you know where it's coming from and you know the end result, right? Well, that's the most important thing. See, I learned very long time ago uh, when I started to get off the, you know, the bullshit uh, fucking pharmaceuticals and shit. I just swear, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah you be you. Okay. Well, yeah. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, so when I got off the drugs, which I call drugs now, um, it was the other way around for me. I'm old, so basically cannabis was drugs back then. Uh, pharmaceuticals were the good things that helped you cure and shit like right. that. I never knew that smoking weed back then was going to help me for what I got and I use today, right? Um, it only took, it took me a little longer, um, I mean, to get into the cannabis. I've been doing this for about 12 years now, feeding myself. Uh, but during the 12 years, it took me about three years to go completely clean off of off the pharmaceuticals, right? So um, I started to do a lot of research on how it started, right? So for me, right, before anything happened to me, and where I am today, right? Like the Master Chef stuff, the Dragon's Den. Um, yeah. I was already doing cannabis for myself, and it helped. It was just because of a friend recently that passed away. Um, my sous chef, Steve, he was the one who gave me a cookie, and I was on I, countless, I mean, countless amounts of pharmaceuticals um, and abusing them, of course. Uh, life was shit. He gave me a cookie, man. It knocked the fucking shit out of me, man. Like, I was fucked. Like, I've never been so fucked in my life. So, basically, um, I, I said, what the hell is that? Because I was just weed butter, man. My dad makes it. And I'm like, get out I said, never again am I going to do that. And literally, um, the next three days, I didn't take any of my pharmaceutical pills because I didn't feel any fucking pain. 
So I was like, hmm. In my brain, I was thinking, okay, well, if I can do that and kind of just measure where I got to be on the tablespoons of potency and shit, I think I can work. And that's pretty much how I started in this cannabis journey of mine to get off pharmaceutical. Like I said, it took me three years, and it was a horrible three years uh, getting off the pharmaceuticals. But um, I just keep on increasing instead of taking, let's say, six perks and and all these other things. Um, I would take, you know, three perks and a bunch of like two uh, 100-milligram cookies or something, right? So mm-hmm. it would kind of balance off the perk instead of, I eat the cookie, right? So then I just kept on eating cookies and cookies and cookies. I got fat, right? See, I guess it's uh, awesome right? being a chef because you know the different ways to administer and what foods you can infuse. And yeah, of course, it's it's. But anybody can do it. I mean, it's we're in the YouTube age right now where you can Google or YouTube and watch whatever you want to make or do. Um, so, I mean, you can literally get a recipe off YouTube and just exchange the regular butter for cannabis butter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and if you know how much, um, your butter is that you're making, like if you're putting an ounce in sort of, let's say, you know what you're getting back out, if you have a tester or something, you'll know what the percentage is. At least you can kind of weigh out how much is what in a tablespoon, right? So yeah, see, that's, put... that's the dangerous part, right? For me, it's like <laughs> I I do the calculations, and Timmy knows how awesome I am at math. That <laughs> It's dangerous, I'm, Dan. I'm like, and how, how much is that? Like you always try small bits first to try and figure out. So what I would, what I used to do when I first started, what I used to do was, I knew I put 28 grams, let's say, an ounce. Yep. At the end of it all, just for rough math, let's say, I'm getting 28,000 milligrams in yep. that one pound of butter, right? Yep. So then when you break it up into tablespoons or cups, you just divide the 28,000 into, if it's four, I think it's two cups in a, uh, two, uh, yeah, yep. two cups in a pound of butter, right? So... Um, you know, you divide that into two and you know that each tablespoon will be so much after that, right? So um, I, what I would do is I would usually, if it's two and a half tablespoons of butter, let's say, in a brownie recipe, mm-hmm. for instance, I would take one of the tablespoons of the cannabis butter and then add ghee or regular butter uh, the rest. Yeah. So it's not so fucking potent. <laughs> I've right? done that too. <laughs> You can adjust. You can adjust it to where okay, it's just perfect. Okay, that's where I need. Oh, I need a little bit more of the THC next time. Oh, I need a little bit more THC because you've got to remember, it's it, your body will get used to what you're consuming. Obviously, like for myself, I eat over a thousand milligrams a day. Um, I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, all infused. But it's a thousand milligrams of CBD, CBG, CBN. Uh, THC all all together in my my diet, right? So um, I don't have to uh, take those pills that uh, for anti-inflammatory or or depression or sleep pills for nights. That's what CBN is for. I just take my CBN treat at night, my gummy or whatever I made, and, and it knocks me out and puts me to bed. Right? It's it's exactly what you need. A lot of people just think by taking um. Uh, the cannabis plant making butter, it, yeah, you're getting a full spectrum and you're getting everything. But sometimes the body needs, um, especially with me, I've done that. That's how I started was full spectrum. Uh, but then we started to, I started to realize that uh, most of my um, my pains and stuff were really hard. I got a bad shoulder, a really bad ankle. Um, I got bad back pains. And from staying on my feet in the kitchen uh, many years. So, uh, but basically, I, I started to realize the CBG and THC together actually help more for pain and aches. 
right? And stuff like that. So um, I need to take a little bit more of that, but I also need to sleep at night. So I also have to consume some CBN. I don't know if everybody knows these um, cannabinoids, um, but I mean, there's so many of them and we're just starting to just scratch the surface on which everything is doing, right? If you mm-hmm. isolate all, I think it's 200 and something different cannabinoids in one, can- yeah. in one cannabis plant. So just think of the future. If we can educate our kids that are just in elementary school right now on the cannabis plant and the science behind it and why it was put here, um, we will have some amazing natural medicine in the future that yeah. will cure right so instead of all this bullshit chemical pharmaceutical crap right yeah so i think we, we need to teach and- well we need to teach the students the young ones that we have an endocannabinoid system that well, this plant absolutely. was put here for us to consume and That's it's right. strain dependent for who you are because each strain or cultivar has a different cannabinoid profile that's true. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, sorry, guys. Oh, cool. um, so basically, I mean, for myself, um, once it, uh, once I was uh, doing all that and got my regiment going, it was quite easy for me to stay off the pharmaceuticals. And it's been uh, probably about 10 years now that I've been pharmaceutical free. Um oh. And Which that is was awesome. like I said, I went through, yeah, I went through all the Master Chef stuff. Um, I, I had a license uh for cannabis back then, a prescription from the doctor uh for cannabis, and they wanted to know what kind of stuff I was uh taking while I was on the show. So I got my doctor to write a letter stating that I only do cannabis. Um, and they said, Well, that's not allowed. And I said, But I got a, a prescription. And they said, no, what other things can you take? So I went back on my anti-inflammatories and stuff uh, and Percocets and shit while I was on the show kind of, and, and kind of a little bit of a withdrawal until uh, one of the uh, cast members out of the 16, I'm not going to say what name, but we all know who he is. Oops, sorry. Uh, I said he, so... Uh, but yeah, uh, he, he was smoking a joint and I'm like, hey, bro, uh, we're not supposed to do that because I was told I can't. So uh, give me a choke. Yeah. I smoked a joint and I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going right to him and said, hey, man, if other people are smoking dope here, I got my fucking license and I can't. I'm not doing this fucking pill shit anymore. So my son brought me a pound of fucking weed. I was there for... Um, eight weeks, so um, away from my family while I was doing the show, because uh, obviously it's pre-recorded; it's not live yeah. uh, on on CTV and Bell Media. Um, so basically, I mean, yeah, I, I that's how it started for me. And then once I got off the show, I I, I kind of uh, went on my first food truck venture, uh, Big D's House of Munch. Uh, went to Dragon's Den, uh, ended up landing Michael Weckerly from El Combo and stuff like that. He was my partner for uh, three years. Um, and then the Wahlburgers ended up uh, taking possession of my trailer, and now it runs as a Wahlburger. Um, and so uh, now from there, I couldn't do anything for a little bit of time because of the food thing. Mm-hmm. So I started to turn... Um, under Munchalicious Medi Meals. So it wasn't my name. Um, it was actually a company which were, I started Munchalicious and that was food. So the first thing I really did when I first started in the industry, probably about seven years ago, eight years ago, was um, like salad dressings and stuff like that. Because I mean, I know um, gummies and cookies got me fat. so. I needed to figure out a way how to uh, take that sweetness out, lose the weight. So I started to eat healthy salads and I started making salad dressings and dips um, for carrots and celery uh, just to kind of consume as snacks. When I had a pain, I would go to a 
you know, those little carrot sticks and, and make, uh, you know, a Caesar dressing from scratch. And I'll just add in my oil with, you know, while I'm, while I'm doing the multiplication in it. Right. Um, and perfect done. Uh, so I beat the whole thing and I'd be fucking fine. Right. So, yeah, that's actually um, then, really smart in the dressing because that's the number one problem with people that have to eat their cannabis other than if they put it in a capsule, right? Because you eat all this and generally it's sweet stuff. It's cookies, it's gummies, it's brownies. Yeah. So See, that's, I mean, I do, I do all that stuff too. Um, I, because, you know, people ask for it. Oh, they're um, good. They want, the, they want the brownie, they want the caramel popcorn, they want the candy uh, cotton candies and and unicorn poop and all that other. Crap oh, I seen the unicorn poop. I was like, oh, I need some of that. It's really, really potent. So it's an actual uh, spun uh, distillate candy that's flavored um, and and pressed like hard. So um, you can just take a little piece and eat it, and you're probably getting a hundred mils off of it right away. So it's wow. for the heavy hitters. Um, it's like so, lick I mean, it I and that. you'd be good. Yeah. yeah, it's good. I'll send you guys some so you can try it and review Sweet. it on the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, just get a hold of Johnny. He's sitting there. He's taking notes anyway, Johnny. Next Hi, Johnny. <laughs> Hi, Johnny. <laughs> so, so, Danny, um, yeah. obviously, uh, so cannabis wasn't a big part of your life growing up. It basically, I don't know how old you are, but I mean, uh, I'm, I'm recreationally, I'm probably. I'm 48. Yeah, I was a fucking stoner back in the day. Yeah, I smoked, smoked okay. joint, did mushrooms, popped acid, among <laughs> other things. You know what I mean? Like, but you didn't. You does it. Don't tell me you didn't, because I know you did. So. Well, I know you're not wagging yeah. your finger at me. But you, uh, <laughs> but you didn't. You just didn't. You just didn't understand or see the medical, like the medical use of it. None of us do. Yeah, like I never. I. I mean, really. I mean, my brain's a thousand miles an hour every day. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I smoked cannabis kind of to slow it down, um, mm. but I was fucking young and stupid back in the day. I didn't fucking know we that cannabis were. was, was going to be like a medical thing, right. right? So, we all smoked our joints back in the day, right? So, um, I just thought it was until I ate um, two different things. You got to remember now, people, mm-hmm. you smoke a fucking joint. You get stoned five minutes later. You eat, and it's not five minutes, by the way. It's about 45 minutes. So don't think, okay. oh, I just ate this whole fucking cookie and, and nothing. Happened. And then we'll eat three more. I want to add, Danny's stuff must be good if it's hitting you after 45 minutes. Because they say, on average, two to four hours you should wait after consuming an edible just in case like Danny, you remember when you used to take that acid or mushrooms back Absolutely. in the day and yeah, you, yeah, man, I'm not feeling anything. Life. And then you pop another and you're like, all of a sudden the wave hits and you're like, oh shit, what have I done? You're, you're on, you're on a cruise for three days, right? So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, for myself, like I said, it's, um, it's easy. My stuff is all tested. Um, I don't, uh, I don't screw around. I'm dealing with patients. Um, on a daily basis um, so I need to make sure that each piece is actually that amount mm-hmm. so we get our stuff tested all the time our batches are pretty much uh, our recipes have been sent out uh, tested more than three to six times and they all come back the same uh, so we know the recipe is is actually certified that's the way we follow it and that's then good. it breaks down breaks down into a thousand pieces let's say that one recipe we know each one is 10 milligrams for instance Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's blended perfectly we do everything from scratch um as you know um i i I use everything from the roots to the stems to the cannabis flower uh, leaf um the big fan leaves Mm -hmm. um we take those we de uh uh, carve them um, I make decarb. my own cannabis flower. Yeah, so decarb. Uh, when he you learned decarb, about I just, that I just the learned. other day. That He's was, so yeah, excited. That was MJ's yeah, word of the week so last episode. When you're doing when you're doing full uh, like cannabis, like the actual full spectrum, you need to decarb so it opens up all the cannabinoids and activates everything, right? Uh, so basically, 
we take those leaves. There's not much THC in them, but we take them and what we do is we dry them up or I dehydrate them to a point where you can take them to a long point of dehydration at a low point and it will still dehydrate, sort of like sous-vide in water in a bag, same sort of thing, the French method mm -hmm. of doing that, right? So um, there's so many ways of decarbing, but we grind it up and usually if I'm gonna make brownies or something, I'll take, you know, like the two cups of flour and a quarter cup of the uh, cannabis wheat flour now, it's straight for fiber, uh, makes you go boom, boom, when you're uh, when you have to, uh, a lot of people a lot of people have that problem, right? I guess mm -hmm. uh, my wife is one of them, so uh, that's the only reason why I started to experiment uh, with everything, right? Even down to the roots, um, we actually steep the roots for over 18 hours, and we make our own uh, rootstock. So I use those for um, whatever I'm doing in my sauces, or if I'm going to make tea. It actually helps with um, the inflammation, the swelling, it calms your body down. Um, you can use it in so many different things. Um, the stalks, we usually dehydrate them into a point where uh, we can grind them up and use them in. Uh, Natalie Sophia is my girl. She is. I love Natalie. Uh, hey, Natalie. Yeah, uh, Natalie Attires. She just actually left here before we went on. You know what? Uh, I so thought we... I liked Houndstooth, but I have never <laughs> met anybody who likes Houndstooth more than yeah. I do. But Natalie, oh my God, I sent her a photo of a chair in Houndstooth one time. I was like, this is for you. Yeah, she is. Uh, so when I first started going into the cannabis, like I said, when I munched, when I started Munch Delicious Many Meals, um, we met up years ago at uh, High Canada uh, Magazine uh, thing I was featured in. And that's how I met with her and she gave me some of her stuff. And I was like, wow, this is, and that was like seven years ago, mm -hmm. six years ago, something like that, I think, when I was first on High Canada Magazine. Um, so uh, from there, we started talking and then I was going to get into the body stuff, but why when her shit was way more superior than mine, she actually knows what she's doing in the industry. So we teamed up together and she's been with me from the beginning. Um, awesome. I love her to death. She's part of my team. She's my business wife, as my wife would call her. So <laughs> you need one of those. <laughs> so yeah, she keeps me level headed. She's always on the go. She's very ambitious. I love her to death. Um, she's awesome. So, yeah, I, I, I love that. She's, like awesome. I said, we, she just left like just before we went live here. So, um, but yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there, I, I, you know, that's it pretty much. I, I just love what I do. Has I love helping people. So once again, I have to have all my stuff tested. Has the love of food always been a part of your life, though? So, yeah, I grew up in the kitchen. Uh, my father is a gold seal chef from Europe. Uh, he left uh, Portugal when he was like 22 um, to come to work at the Royal York Hotel. At the time in the 60s, they were looking for new, fresh ways of doing stuff. My dad at the time was one of the top chefs at the age of 22 doing seafood. Uh, where I'm Portuguese, so they started to bring my dad in. Um, and he did his seafood magic and stuff like that at the Royal York for, Jesus, over maybe 18 years he was there. Um, so I kind of grew up in that industry. I was, uh, I remember as a kid running up and down the hallways of the kitchen in, in, the, in the basement of the Royal York Hotel, right? So, uh, yeah, it's in my blood. Love it. I never went to school for it, but for what? I got I got a lot of amazing friends in the industry from Master Chef that I've met, um, and even before like Pasquale. Remember the guy that you the old Italian guy that used to sing all the time? Well, that 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 show was filmed in his basement, um, and 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 he was good friends with my dad. So we used to go there when we were kids and watch the show and stuff. So I've been around this for many years. I love it, I, and, awesome. and it's not. 
it's not worked for me. No, I some, love what I do. some I of the it. most successful people I know in multiple industries um, never got the education. It, I mean, some of the best ways to learn is just by doing it and doing it and doing it. And so I'll be I'll be right on the the truth right now, and I'm telling you this is true. <laughs> um, I got my green I got my green E education. That's it. <laughs> I never graduated. Mm-hmm. Great in education. That's it. Hmm. I have. To, I didn't want to go to school in high school. My dad was a strict fucking pork chop. Yeah, no one yeah. goes to school. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I'm gonna fucking do nothing, bro. Tomorrow, I had to go for a ride on my motorcycle, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, fuck you. Five o'clock in the morning. Let's go. Where are we going? Your potatoes. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's go. So that's yeah. when I started working for the old man and and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't easy. But you know, I'm I, I'm I'm street smarter than yeah. And like again, once like I said from the beginning, it's we're in the age um, that you don't really fuck. I know it sounds crazy, like university and shit like that. Yeah, I understand. We all need the doctors and stuff like that, some scientists and all those. You know, degree people uh, like my partner Neil in Montreal. The guy's got like degrees coming out of his ass. You know what I mean? He's got like nine different degrees. So I mean, like that's great. But really, you just fucking do what you need nowadays. I know it's really a step by step by step. You kind of don't really need education. I know no. it's kind of stupid to hurt me to say that. <laughs> no, it, no, I, like, I just put my foot in my mouth. Well, no, it's. I, know gonna be, I love that you said that. Because, Uh, like, you said university, and you said YouTube, and I've been a huge proponent of this for years. Um, I wanted to start a channel, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I have have so many good ideas. But anyways, like, YouTube is like university. You said it. It's Y-O-U university. You learn everything from that. Right? Right? Like, he went to school. I think Elon Musk went to school. He's got fucking huge education and shit like that, but... He's like, well, I really don't need much education. Why? When I can hire the fuckers that have the willing and brains to do it, and I'm going to make them millions. Now, that's one smart motherfucker without all that education. You you just need the money. I I homeschooled. You know where I can get some? I tried planting (laughs) trees, but they don't work. Right. <laughs> I actually homeschooled my three kids and we got a lot of flack when we started. So we were doing it before the government said it was cool now. Right. And we got a lot of flack because they were so concerned about, you know, how, well, you're not a teacher. How are you going to teach them? And the resources that were available even 15 years ago were outstanding compared to now. I mean, you can get everything you need to know. But my important thing in teaching my kids were I want them to be able to read, write and communicate I want them to be able to do basic math. None of them, they're all artistic. None of them wanted to be doctors and right stuff like that. So it was like, make sure you can communicate properly. Make sure you can, you know, keep a budget, know how to like, you know, tax tip, right. all those things. And then do what you love. And right. that Most I think important. doing what you love is is a highly underrated um aspect of life. Like you can have all the degrees in the world, but if you're stuck doing something that you don't enjoy. Uh, are you really living life and enjoying it? What, like those people no. that spend all weekend like partying and then get to Sunday and go, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I don't want to. I did that for many. We, I did that too for many years. Yeah. I think like, we've I, all I, done I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, we. it's life, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't a fucking angel growing up. <laughs> I mean, I partied my ass off. Um, and, and, and still lived life, um, because you got to pay bills, right? You got to go to work, you got to fucking insurance, you got gas for your car, you got to fucking eat, you know, you need food. So I mean, throw family on that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I had a young family. I started young, so I've been with my wife for 30 years. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. High school. So I started dating where she was 15. So, uh, high school sweethearts pretty much. Uh, she finished everything, but I got two kids. They're both uh, 22 and 21. So, um, you know, I, I started young, so it was hard, right? Like, I was never home. I worked my ass off uh, doing high-rise uh, 
during the day and working restaurants and kitchens, uh, Royal York at night and stuff at weekends. So, I mean, I lost a lot of time away from my kids uh, growing up. So now I love it. Like, I mean, like that, that one thing you tell your kids is just make sure that that decision you make on what you want to do in the future, you need to love them. Yeah. And, 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 and a lot of people think, well, I want to be this. And, and, they're, and they look at them and, well, that's a little bit out of your range. No, you always got to dream big. That's my motto. You know what I mean? Like I told my kids from the start, I wasn't one of those helicopter kids or one of those dads uh, that used to, um, you know, basically, uh, oh, no, that's no good. You shouldn't have done that, son. Go to your room. You're grounded. Fuck no. I told my kids, what the fuck were you thinking? Stupid. Like, why would you do something like that? You know, it's wrong. Right? Like, if you give them that type of mentality, they're going to grow up thick and hard. So they're not going to be scared when they get into the world. My kid's 22, my oldest son. And fuck, I dare somebody to walk up to him and tell him to fuck off. He'll tell you right to your face. <laughs> Buddy, get the fuck out. My daughter is even worse. And she's younger. So, like, That's it's funny. perfect. And they, and they have the mentality. I taught them the way of money and that shit. That's just... You know, it's it's new age now. And as long as you're homeschooling and you're teaching them the education, which is the, the topic you were on, uh, you're teaching them the education, the basic necessity of life, bro. Fuck it. My my partner, Phil, The Dark Knight, I'm, I'm sure everybody knows The Dark Knight. Uh, we own a, a physiotherapy place in fucking Brampton. Uh, by the way, Evolve, uh, it's in Brampton. So, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Fully covered for insurances, by the way, everything. Uh, so basically, I mean, he's the same way. The guy's, uh, he's there all day and works because of family, right? He's got to support the family. And he educates his children at home also. And they're brilliant, brilliant 90s. I think well, his daughter is 96 in the percentile. So, Do your, do your kids want to be a chef? Um, no, my daughter, uh, she cooks, both my kids. Uh, my daughter ran one of my trucks for uh, pretty much a year at one point. My son cooks. Uh, all my, my wife burns water. She's the only one that doesn't do anything. That's right? like me, Danny. I'm, he's the cook. He's the cook. <laughs> she can make some mean scrambled eggs, I'll tell you that much. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, besides that, she burns water. Uh, my brother also uh, he can cook, but kind of, you know, just for himself sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I educated my children at a very young age about food, uh, where it comes from, uh, how what it takes mm -hmm. to produce that egg from the chicken, uh, because we have chickens on the farm and stuff like that here. So, I mean, it if you don't feed them, they don't produce eggs. If you don't give them water and food, they're going to fucking die, right? So yeah. uh, it's the circles of life, right? So, uh, but yeah, we, I made sure they were totally educated in food. And, and that was it. Like, you have to. It's a necessity well, of life. I think, right? I think the biggest problem with education in the school system sense is that we ask kids what they want to be when they're older. We put this pressure on them that when they get older, they have to make this decision now. And I feel like if there's something that you love, you should do it now and not wait until you're older. Like my son, he likes playing games and he watches videos of other people playing games and he wanted to do that for himself. But he's like, no, I'm going to need an expensive computer. I'm going to need software. I'm going to need a microphone, a headset, yada, yada, yada. And I said... We'll get you what you need. And he was like, no, no, no. And then oh, he's seen that. He wants, to, he wants to make it like he doesn't want it just a handout. He wants to kind of. Well, but he's also to... not willing to earn it, Danny. So, oh, so let's okay. just say. So then I would have given him nothing. No. See, <laughs> I ended up, he came downstairs the other day and he said, I have homework and I have to do a five minute podcast. And been a long time since my kid came to ask me for help with homework I was like kind of touched especially because he was like well because I know you have a podcast and and then he stopped and he noticed I was sitting at my work desk where I had the computer set up I had a mic set up I had a ring light and he kind of stopped and went 
when did this happen? And I was like, when you want something, you make it happen. Don't wait until when you're older. And I feel like telling kids when you get older, you have to have a job. It separates learning from working. So it's like when you're done school and you get a job, I'm done school. I'll never learn again. And adults don't pick up books to actually learn. Yeah, we just don't have time, right? What what time do you have like to learn? I mean, you can make time, but there's always time. But I mean, if you got bills to pay and you're out there working 17 hours a day. That's why you have to do what you love. So that way you have time to listen to podcasts or read books and educate yourself. To have Absolutely. these conversations learned, with people. <laughs> I learned from I learned from everybody in the industry pretty yeah. much. Um, like that's especially the cannabis industry. Um I, I watch a lot of these uh, you know, and, and you learn. Like there's stuff that I'm still learning. You know what yeah. I mean? So uh, and I've been at it for many years. Like I've always I'm always uh doing something. Yep. Either cannabis to a side business. Uh, Eddie, you know what I mean? I'm always doing tests, results. Mm-hmm. I'm always in research. I always love doing that stuff. Just because personally, if it can help me, I want to try to spread it to everybody else. And I see, that's why I love you, Danny, because even Thanks. when I was at Kelly's Green Lounge, I'm a low doser. And I was able to come and talk to you. And you were like, okay, so then this is what you should have. And that was really nice. It was comforting. So I can't well, wait I for you to start having events again. And so very soon, uh, I'm actually going to be posting something very soon on Kelly's Lounge. Yes. I have been away. I have been away for a long time. I haven't posted there in a while. Yeah, you've um, been busy. We've all been like yeah, getting ourselves. I had a horrible month uh, this last month with a few passes. Uh, People passing away in my family yes. uh but i mean it's time the world is opening up again we're allowed 25 soon um and then 50 after so um i'm thinking of doing a few parties with kelly reverend kelly yes. and uh for the lounge to welcome everybody back uh so we'll have it probably here at my farm or we might do something out where she is uh, so it's easier because most of her following is uh, kind of down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I don't care. I can take my kitchen wherever mm-hmm. I go. Right. So okay. um, I like yeah. that. Like, yeah, I will be posting soon. So uh, stay tuned on that. Fantastic. And Danny- we'll make sure to post all your socials and stuff so people yeah. will know where to yeah, find yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got so many, man, for fuck's we'll, sake. We'll, we'll put some I connects. Johnny, that's all Johnny does. He just takes care of all my media from putting in your mouth, the crazy freaks, the my Zooms, the Munchalicious, the Munchalicious, the uh, many meals, the all I, kinds we own. You, I think I everybody own. needs a Johnny. <laughs> everybody needs yeah. a Johnny. Johnny, that's, call us. Hey, hey, hold on a second. Hey, Mike Rita. Thanks, man. You're the best. Because he came from Mike Rita. He's a good friend of mine anyway, so. Oh, we've heard of Mike Rita for sure. And hopefully uh, we'll get to introduce him someday too. I can hook that up for you if you want. No big deal. Danny, we want to thank you. uh, I'll send send you his info. Johnny still has it. (laughs) We want to thank you for being on the show today. You're actually our first male guest. So that's historic. I know. We had to make it special. I feel so privileged. Right? Yes, yes. I just want to say before you go, I love your hat. Oh, yeah. So can I? Yeah. So uh, one, he, this is one company um, that really um, helped me along my journey. Hmm. Um, so I met Matt and Val many years ago uh, through Jackie Childs. Uh, thank you, Jackie. I God bless you for introducing me. Uh, they gave me one of their things and the Shadow Risers, and I've been with them ever since. They're one of my first sponsors that came on board. So I love you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You saved my life with this device. 
Yes, we love Matt and Val from Shatterizer. We are working on getting them on the show, but they are super busy because, as you know, they yes. have a new concentrate line out. So, That's right. um, not just yeah. Shatterizer extracts, right? Shatterizer yes. extracts. I think there's the underscore or something like that. We'll we'll uh, do a plug for them yeah. too. They're not just yeah, a good yeah, company, but like people, uh, yeah, right? They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they helped a lot of people so yes. um, i love them to death uh they will be one of the main sponsors when i start getting back into the the events uh as of kelly uh the lounge and That's uh awesome. network uh i believe we'll have a bunch of new sponsors uh flanagan's food service uh which supplies all my food uh, all that stuff so we're gonna go big when we come back that's awesome. Me too. Well, we'll thank we'll definitely stay in we'll definitely stay in touch, and we do thank you oh, so you much for. Sh- I'll just have yeah. go, we'll just go. Have Done. A, have, have you guys go live. Love during, it during the event. You know what I mean. So That's we're awesome. there for sure, right? Danny. We're there. Okay, well, like, All right. I'm, I'm I'm recording it, so I just said it. So <laughs> it has to be done now. So <laughs> That's the way uh, we guys, love it. Thank you so much for inviting me. No, thank me, you. Man. Thanks, thank Danny. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Well, that was Danny Raposo, Stoner's chef. He was on MasterChef Canada. Um, and I think throughout that entire storying process, he he told us pretty much his life story, even threw in MasterChef Canada in there. Learned some interesting stuff about that particular experience. You know, I was I was rather disappointed with the fact that he had to stop cannabis consumption for for that brief moment of time. And it was mm. interesting to me that he said that he didn't he didn't go to school past grade eight. However, it sounded to me like he went through school of life. He went to school in the in the kitchen with his mm-hmm. dad. You know, he worked multiple jobs. I I think I might have worked two jobs at the same time once in my life, and that's because they were two part time jobs in the same town because I couldn't get a full time job. But never have I worked. Hard, like it sounds like Danny. No, has. I, I, yeah, I definitely. Um, I mean, I know people who know me well, and you, you know, uh, <laughs> you I took don't. The easy job at Subway. That wasn't easy. I had to take the garbage out. <laughs> I had to go get change at the bank. You had to layer the cheese. Look, get, getting a job um, okay. is part of everyone's life. Like you said, this we got to pay the bills. That's yes. why I became a comedian, yes. and I'm doing a podcast. Well, we're. we're <laughs> Although we are doing this, we're not doing this for free. Like, we're not doing this for free. We would like to make money off this. So this is still work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, you could join us on Patreon. Yes. Or, you the know, message us with sponsorship. Or, yeah. You know. But, but Money's here's, good. We like money. But I have always strived to, to, do, to do what I love. Yeah. And, and, and I've managed um, over the last decade to Which is a be, huge feat, to, in my opinion, to say that you are... I haven't even said it yet, but you jumped right in. Well, because people ask me what what you do. And when I tell them, they're like, okay, but no, but what does he do? And I'm like, no, that is his profession. And so far, we haven't even mentioned it, but comedy. So, yeah, I've been touring professionally as a comic. I mean, I I don't, you know, I don't have a fancy car. I don't have a huge house. I don't want a big house anyways. But I have managed to pay my bills and put food on my my plate and, and, and live a life doing what I love. And I think the... Um, the process of, uh, like you said, the school of life. I think the school of life has been very underrated, and this isn't this isn't a, a knock. I think the education has a role, a purpose. There are some human beings who are very well equipped and adapted to fit into mm-hmm. a sc- the school system that is been put together to teach and train a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you go that route. The the school of life continues, and I think some people don't even realize that it's happening. And I think it's, it's cool with people like Danny who, when you recognize that we are always in a state of learning uh-huh. and that we have never gotten there. And so, like me learning from you about cannabis, um, you learning my perspectives, me learning more about comedy. Every time we do another episode, hopefully we are learning more about how to do a podcast better. Uh-huh. And I think once once we stop, and I'm going to tie this right back to the beginning of the show, I think the key is always looking to the past, uh-huh. not dwelling on it, looking at it, 
seeing what we did right, seeing what we did wrong, and then leaving that there and going, how do I then not make those same mistakes or reproduce those successes going forward? And it's always a state of learning and improving um, ourselves. So you're talking about what most people know as ABCs, always be changing. Always be changing, yeah. However, I believe it goes further than that. Oh. It goes A, B, C, D, F, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Which grade did you go to? Okay, Sorry, so that was I got, low, I'll just, that was I'll low. just tell I you. Have gone there. I know, and I thought we had this discussion after last time's <laughs> podcast. No, anyways. Um, so it's it's not always be changing because people change all the time, and sometimes it's not for the good. Mm-hmm. So That's true. I say it's always be changing to eventually finding truth. I like how you threw the D in there. Well, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, A, B, C, E, F, G, okay? Always be changing. Because then you would ask me where I went to school. Okay, what was it again? Always, always be, be changing to eventually finding growth. Eventually finding growth. Yes. You need to grow. That is. Um, Danny's story is a great story. Um, and uh, that the, the people we've had on the show, we just want them to come on and be themselves, share mm-hmm. their stories, and for us to get an opportunity to, every once in a while, give you a glimpse into our story yep. um, with the hopes that ourselves and our guests and you who are watching and listening um, will learn something and that going forward we can learn to understand each other's Mm-hmm. Um, viewpoints, obviously. Maybe you can relate a little bit to Danny's story or any of our other guests. Or relate to my story or relate to MJ's story. All of us have different stories and all we want to do on this show is to be able to to bring um, those stories together underneath the umbrella of, of cannabis. That's funny you say umbrella because... That's a future episode. That's a future episode. Yeah, you got to stay tuned for that. So, yes. um, so thank you to Danny Raposo for joining us. Thank you again for our incredible crew for putting together a, another yes. show for us. And thank you for joining us. And not thank not you. you, but thank and you. you. And Kelly and Jimmy and Phil. They never said MJ. Never, oh, before we before we MJ leave, Danny then. said he was on the. He knew. Um, what was his name? Pasquale. Pasquale. Um, I actually knew the guy who played Pokeroo. There was no such thing as Pokeroo. He was a Pokeroo. Fi- he was a figment of our imagination. I used to friggin' I go to the polka dot shore or polka dot door. Okay, never mind. It's time to go. Okay, another debate: <laughs> Snuffleupagus or Pokeroo? The most, the best imaginary. Non-imaginary Can we throw Oscar the Grouch ever. in there? No, because he wasn't imaginary nor Im- unimaginary. Are you serious? They were both imaginary? Yeah. Only Big Bird knew Stuffleupagus until later on. Anyways. Really? Long story. We, we've opened up so many cans of worms, uh, worms on this episode. Cans of worms. I don't think there was worms on that show. No. All right. Let's close it off. Or this one. Um, Except for these. <laughs> I'm Timmy Boyle. <laughs> I'm Mary Jane Baker. Stay lifted. (laughs) You know, you would think show 11, (laughs) we would have our ending down. Try it again. I'm Timmy Boyle. I'm Mary Jane Baker. Stay lifted. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. And keep on laughing. Cheers. (laughs) 